Lon Witt, Episode 44, From Etsy Shop to a Multi-Million Dollar Business with L. Rowley from Sully Baby. Welcome to Law & Wit, Creative Counsel for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brittany Rattel, mother of four, entrepreneur, naptime lawyer, and attorney for creative entrepreneurs. I'm here to share inspiration and action so that you can tackle your business blocks and confidently own your business in every sense of the word. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, listeners, and welcome back. And uh, I am so excited to dive into our conversation today. I have Elle Rowley on the podcast, um, and I'm sure she doesn't really need an introduction, but here we go. Here we are. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Um, she is the <laughs> owner of Sully Baby, um, you know, the amazing um, children's babies product company um, that first got started in 2011 when she sewed her first little Sully Baby wrap in her sewing nook in her Salt Lake City um, house, uh, and it was named after her second son. Solomon. Um, and she's been using these techniques of baby wearing to make it fun and fashionable and has grown um, this multi-million dollar business um, that's headquartered out of California. Um, she lives with her husband, Jared, in San Diego with their four children. Um, and she is just an all-around mompreneur, boss babe, um, educator, um, mother, inspirer, um, and a wonderful, wonderful woman. And so we are so excited to have her on and share her wisdom with you today. Wow, that was like the nicest intro I've ever gotten. Thank you. <laughs> Way too generous. That's, that's why we do podcasts, right? Is because we all really want to hear someone else talking about us nicely and have it recorded for all of posterity. I mean, that's 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 the real rub right there. I'm going to make my kids listen to that like every day once this comes out. <laughs> well, you, you'll just point and you'll be like, hey, I think, I think you need five minutes. You need some podcast time or, you know, write out some lines or something. <laughs> Yes, I like that. We all need it. Um, so yeah, Ella and I were just talking that our, our kids are similar ages. We've been married similar times. Um, and I have loved following um, from from near and afar. I've gotten to meet Elle a couple different times um, just to watch her brand grow. And especially because I think it's so cool to see a product-based business that has so much heart behind it, um, that still has such smart branding in the way it's connecting and growing community um, and also being relevant to women, even when they're maybe not exactly in her, you know, ideal client avatar stage, um, which happens when you have a product that's, you know, we can only wear our babies for so long, much to our, our utter um, chagrin. We wish we could probably wear them a lot longer. Um, but I'd love to hear, Elle, just kind of give us some of your origin story of how Sully Baby um, came Sully Baby came to be, um, for those that may not be familiar with it. Oh, okay. I'd love to. Um, yeah, so in 2011, I was pregnant with, actually 2010, pregnant with um, my son Solomon. And I um, had used a lot of different carriers with, actually, I had not used a lot of different carriers. I've used a carrier with my first baby, Lucy, and she was two and a half at this time. And while it was a total lifesaver when I had Lucy, um, because she was colicky and I was a new mom and really didn't, was just kind of just learning how to soothe and take care of a baby, when I would wear her on this more structured carrier, I got, um, uh, a lot of tension headaches from the straps. And so going into having my second baby, I was like, I know I'm going to wear him a lot. I loved that experience, but I I wanted to wear him a different way. And so I'd had friends say that they'd had wraps and that they were really comfortable. I'd never even like held one, but I had seen, I'd seen what it looked like. And, um, and then another friend of mine that was pregnant at the same time, she said, hey, let's, um, she said, I saw online that you could like DIY your own 
wrap. And so I'd been in the fabric district in LA and, uh, got some knit fabric for us from the dollar section. <laughs> and awesome. just, like, it was probably cheap. a really swanky print. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like really. Yeah. I mean, it's like basically fabric districts, a lot of like leftover right. kind of imports that's not the highest quality, but still, even, even still, I wore him in that when I had my son Solomon, that's spring. So now 2011 and I made one for my friend as well. And just this really rough, you know, design. And I just, the experience I just fell in love with immediately. I just had so much confidence wearing him, having him sleep in there for hours at a time and to still be able to take care of my daughter and be super engaged with her. And that ended up to me also starting a company while wearing him in the wrap. Yep. A lot of layers to this. A lot of, <laughs> and, lot of layers. Uh, I like it. I like the and, layers. And he's in the wrap. I'm selling wraps and making wraps. It's funny, but I, I got really excited too about the idea of of um, just the simplicity of uh, a fabric carrier like that. And I just thought this it's like the anti gear baby gear. It's just so simple. You could make it so pretty. Why isn't anyone making this like a fashion accessory? It could be so pretty. And yeah, so it's like that, a cool like infinity scarf that actually can do something. Yeah, exactly. And so then, you know, just like fast forward, really testing, kind of like made my, got a serger, 50 bucks on Craigslist, really started going out at my house, you know, moved all the furniture over to one side, made a fabric on the ground, made a pattern on the ground and just made it work literally during nap time. And, um, and just to prove kind of the proof of concept, sell them on Etsy, see how they did. And, and they sold, they did well online, not in person at like pop-up shops or boutiques, um, that kind of a thing. But that, uh, from there, then I kind of went into phase two of the business of really developing, uh, just the best wrap I possibly could. And, um, and you know, now here we are eight years later and been able to grow, work with a ton of other different designers for designer collaborations and just really made this, this really functional kind of art piece that, um, that serves moms and babies and dads and babies and everybody. It's just been so fun. Everybody who wants to be close to their little ones. Yeah, exactly. The world over. So, um, and it's, I mean, it's just amazing because I remember, um, I I mean, I did similar. I remember making my own wrap and then I remember hearing about yours um, because I had several friends and who who know and Mm -hmm. loved them. And so I remember getting one of yours and um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's incredible the difference it makes to be able to have your baby be comfortable. And especially if you're, you know, if this baby is, has colic or is struggling or, um, you know, that you just, you feel like, yeah, you can get your life back. And I mean, I remember throwing a baby in a wrap and like, because the new, newest Harry Potter movie was coming out and I went and saw Harry Potter seven and she was like completely happy. She just slept through the whole thing and she was a new, new baby. But I was like, well, I don't even have to take her out. I don't have to touch anything. Like I'm, I I feel fine with her. Like, yeah, we both enjoyed that experience. So yeah, it's there. They are just, well, and there's nothing quite as womb-like as being in a wrap, <laughs> you know, it yeah. just really does. So I think it's the closest thing to mimicking that experience for them. They can hear your heartbeat. They're in this comfortable fabric. Like it's just, yeah, it's obviously. Just yeah. Obviously, obviously you're a fan, you know, that fourth trimester. So, um, so yeah, tell us where, um, where silly baby is at now you have your husband is working with you. Um, you guys are in California, but how many employees are, are, do you have guy guys now? And what does your team look like now? 
Um, I feel like I have to count this every day. I think there are 10 of us. Um, And most of us, uh, well, we all work remotely. We have an office in Carlsbad over this cute little office by the beach. And um, we love it. My husband and I both, we kind of go back and forth for work because my intention in starting the business was to feel like a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but to make a lot of money doing a business that I really cared about. And um, I really felt like added value in the world. And so that's where we are now. And um, it's been amazing to be able to scale it and to still have the lifestyle that we that I set out to to build. And so I love that my husband, my husband right now is with the, you know, our kids that are at home. And I'm working today and tomorrow we'll switch. And of course, there's like some crazy in that I don't want it to sound like this perfect, like fairy tale, like, now I check in and then I check out and I'm just like, now I'm at the and park. And there are never hits. any hitches and everyone <laughs> is really fine with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and nobody ever, like, I don't even think about the business when I'm not at work. Like that's not the reality of my no. life. But, um, but overall, I mean, I had a mom, I had a single mom that, you know, went to work for 40 plus hours a week for my entire growing up years, you know, and yeah. she absolutely made the best of that. But like this, that compared to the lifestyle that I'm able to enjoy is just, she could have only dreamed to have had a setup like I do, you know? Um, Well, that's wonderful. And I mean, and I think that shows in so much of your intentionality of how you've set up your business, how you've grown your business in terms of what are your priorities um, and how can you be smart about that and smart about your time. I mean, I love what you said there of like you wanted to have a business that made money um, and also solved a problem and that brought real value to people. Um, And you didn't think that and that you still got to spend the time with your kids that you wanted to and felt like was important. Um, And you didn't think that all of those were mutually exclusive. Right. Thank you. Yeah. We live in a whole new world, right? For the possibilities. It's it's amazing. It is. It's, it is really amazing. Um, so tell me about, um, the name, um, Sully, because I was talking to someone and they said, you know, you should ask Elle about that because I think she had, um, kind of some, you know, even first on, uh, first off, you know, in her journey that she had to, um, she kind of had to change her name or had some, some legal brushings, which I'm always, you know, curious as to, how can we oh, yeah. share those those cautionary tales with other people um, just so that in their business building process that they can, you know, try to move forward um, and even, you know, deal with some setbacks that sometimes come when we're in those early stages? Oh, yeah. It's funny because, you know, now it's it's like this distant memory. But of course, at the time, it was felt like the end of the world. And this is also a funny kind of debate in her house because originally it was called Lulu Raps, which my first daughter is Lucy and Solly is after Solomon, my son. It's just like the battle of um, sibling rivalry. Yeah. So which, so which kid it gets to, gets to be the empire heir. I mean, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But now I have two more. Luckily they're not aware enough yet to hassle me about it. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lucy. Just later, later on, mean, they can work on that with their therapist. That's that. That's not for you to right. worry. Yeah. Give them some good material. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so Lula wraps, which I am really glad that this happened because in retrospect, it was, I always wanted to have other product extensions. And so I was happy to have the chance to rename, um, the business and, and have more possibility, like more room for growth in, in terms of product lines. But, um, but yeah, Lulu, uh, there turned out, we got a letter 
from, it was like a, it blew wraps, it was like a packaging, like a fabric packaging company, I believe. I wonder if they're still in business. Anyway, they, they wrote us a letter from their lawyer. Um, maybe I'm, I'm not sure if it's their lawyer or them saying like, look, you're going to get sued if you don't change the name. This is our name. And they were out of state. So I actually took it to a friend of mine who's um, trademark and copyright lawyer. And I said, right. is this legit? Do we need to change the name? And he said, absolutely not. And mm-hmm. we changed it anyway. We changed yeah. it anyway. I was like, this is not worth it. Um, this I really hadn't hadn't taken a ton of time naming the business in the first place. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a nice point too. It was stressful, of course, because you think anytime you're getting traction, you don't want to start over. Um, that's what it feels like, you know, domain (laughs) and social handles. And yeah, you know, I've had clients who've come definitely feels like two steps back. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what we did. Although, I will tell you that my favorite thing though is when I see someone and this only happens every few years, but they'll like be wearing one of those like original Lulu wraps that have oh, that has it on, it. on yeah. it. Yeah. Every time it's like burst into tears. Yeah, Cause this is like just represents such a specific point in my journey, you yeah. know, a business's journey. Um, so anyway, yeah. Yeah. We, the, you, the, 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 yeah. The, how far you've come and stuff. So, but that's, you know, that's yeah. cool of you to have that, that perspective. Um, and you know, yeah, I think, I mean, Sully baby is, is a great name. Um, but I mean, it's a great name because of the business you built behind it. You know what I mean? Like you, you do a good job, you research your name and, you know, ideally you have someone, you know, you do a good Google search and a trademark search to see what else is out there. Um, but then you have your name and then you build the business around it because it's not really about the name guys. It's about everything else that's connected to it. So just, you know, put your, put your flag in the sand and then build all the other things around it. So, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Oh, and I wanted to say along with that. So then we did, um, when we went to trademark Stolly baby, um, we had trouble there too. Mm-hmm. And that time we dug in and we we're like, no, this, we, and we had two lawyers tell us we wouldn't win it. Really? Uh, yeah. That we wouldn't, we weren't going to be able to get it. They just thought this other company, um, was too, too big. Like that the industries, um, that there was too much crossover in categories. Right. Mm-hmm. And, we're like, and I'm like, no, you should just change it. And we were, we were a few years in. How embarrassing that we took that long to do that. It was yeah. like number one bad idea is to wait a few years to trademark the name. Such a bad idea. Um, but I'm so glad that we, we really, um, no white flag that time. We really dug in. We're like, yeah, let's, good for you guys. Let's do yeah, it. yeah. And you're like, no, we, this is our name, it. and it's you no got it. So. <laughs> Which just shows you how, I mean, how crazy trademark law can be sometimes. So that's why, I mean, uh, my, my clients, they always want like, well, what's the percentage? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give that to you because it's so hard to know. Um, cause it's totally depends on, you know, what the patent and trade office, you know, copyright office, trademark office thinks about stuff. And, um, but yeah, good for you guys for just going for it and getting that protection for sure for your brand. Thank you. Felt like real grownups. Yep. That's, that's real, like next level business adulting, like <laughs> trademark with the R and the golden circle around it. That's Gosh. right. Like big spenders. That's, that's you guys for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so,
So tell us about what it was like having your um, husband come on. Actually, back up. I have there was one other part I was listening to on a podcast um, about. Tell us about the fateful Christmas show. The Christmas show <laughs> that w- did not go well. You know, the, the this is like the Grinch, and if the Grinch had like come down and ruined, a, you know, an arts and craft show, this is what would have happened. The silly baby, yeah. Oh my gosh, it really was. Um such a good learning experience. Um, let's just say that. And I, yeah, we had, this is still in the super early days and I really was just like, let's get out there. And when I say let's, I mean me. <laughs> My family was very supportive, but it was, it me. was, it was, it was a royal we, but yeah, it was you. You're a one woman <laughs> yeah. show. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to get out there and I'm going to, I am just going to talk to people. I'm going to get it online, get it in person, get it in boutiques and just see what sticks you know, see what, what's really going to be the right platform for us, which I really do suggest to, um, other brands as well. Other companies starting out, like you just assume that this one platform is going to be the way and you just don't know, you know, until, until you failed a bunch. So, um, one of my failures was there's this, I think it's like South Jordan Christmas show or something in Utah that they do every year. And the, lady I I don't know how what my connection was somebody told me about it and like oh they they get like you know 20,000 people over a few days and or even more than that like 50,000 or something and um everybody sells out of everything they bring to it and some things are handmade and some things are imported like it doesn't matter it's just this big show and you get a, a ton of people there and so I charged it on our credit card I think it was a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks or something for the booth, which just seemed like this is insane. And, um, it, I mean, it was money we didn't have. And I was like, but we only have to sell this many wraps and then we'll make it back. And we had, I had to hire two seamstresses to help me make the wraps for it. And yeah. then they both, they both quit a few days before. And I thought that they were it, and it might have been, I might be getting the chronology wrong there. It might have been one, I'd hired one and she quit. And then I hired another. And then right before the show, she quit. I think that so might like, have been moral it. Moral of the yeah. story, you were in a tight spot. <laughs> Super tight spot. Because now I have like, I just put all of our money into the show and I don't have finished wraps to bring to it. And so, and I got the flu and my husband had fine. It was just one of those, everything was piling up on top of me. And I sort of just laying on the ground, like, because all my furniture have been moved over to one side of the room for the pattern <laughs> and didn't even have the couch out. Because and, wraps, um, guys, they take up a lot crying. of room, okay? Yeah, these wraps. are not like washcloths we're dealing with here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of yards of fabric. <laughs> yes, but I'm like crying on the floor and nursing a baby oh and oh, sick. And I made my husband go to school to take his final. So I was like, well, this surely isn't going to work out. So you better get your degree. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to need it. Yeah. We're Way not putting guys. all of our eggs in this basket, honey. Go, go run along. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, then that afternoon, all of a sudden my brother shows up. Another brother shows up. My mom shows up. My mother-in-law driven straight from California everybody shows up my brother-in-law his girlfriend and everybody just starts like sewing and (laughs) cutting threads and putting drawstrings labels it was just like amazing I mean they were like fairy godmothers you know just came in and made it and made it work 
But uh, the funny thing is, then we get to the Christmas show. I had enough product to bring, you know, and I'm like, we're doing this. And uh, no, not many people bought. <laughs> like, I didn't make the money back. I did sell a few, but we did not make our money back on that. It wasn't, and, a, you know, it wasn't a doorbuster sale. Yeah. Not even close. I was like, oh, wait, people come to Christmas shows to buy Christmas decorations, not baby gear. This is interesting. I mean, you know, retrospect, whatever, but, um, but yeah, so it was a really good learning experience for me though. And really helped me know like, okay, let's stop putting so much energy into these face-to-face events and pop-ups because it's, and I had done a few others that had been been met with about the same level of success. And Mm -hmm. this is, this is not going to be my way. And it also was the most taxing in terms of like time away from family and just the stress level. So so yeah, it was and you got to prep the booth like, and then be there. And yeah, I mean, there are, there are a ton of work. Yeah. yeah, so for sure. So a Christmas. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for sharing. I mean, I can see the image of your family swooping down and, you know, for sure, like bibbidi-bobbidi-boo style of helping you out in the last that's minute. But, um, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, and so you know, recouping from that, you know, after that Christmas show, I mean, walk me through what was it like for you and, you know, for your husband? Did you think like, we're done here? Or I don't want to do this anymore. Or, you know, or how did you talk yourself into, well, maybe I just need to try something else and I, I can sell these in a different way? It's so funny. I don't, I, I don't remember the exact, like, the roller coaster right after that I'm sure that I had it but I don't for whatever reason I still felt pretty motivated um Mm -hmm. and and my husband is really good at having this perspective of like the fail fast like it's a numbers game it's like just it's math you know um it's stop stop uh buy into all the drama um Mm -hmm. stop beating yourself up over it just pivot yeah it just pivot exactly and so what, what was really another turning point though, was from there going to Alt Summit for the first year mm-hmm. um, in Salt Lake. Did you go that year? It's 2012. I didn't, but I, I went to like go, I went and met some friends after. So like I, I got to like see and hang out, but I didn't actually attend that year, but. So it was right. Yeah. That was January of 2012. And so I've been going at this, you know, not yeah. like half a year and, um, I mean, as far as like actually selling before that was like development and everything else. But mm-hmm. anyway, so January hit and I go to that conference totally on a whim. I mean, I'm a business owner, not a blogger. I guess I had a blog, but that's not really why I was there. Yeah, you're not and, a content um, creator. You have a product business. Yeah. Right. But I just thought my brother-in-law was like, I think this would be good for you to go to. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, let's go together. And um, and so we went and and. <laughs> Ben Silverman, the founder of Pinterest spoke and he said, he said, um, that when he was creating Pinterest, that literally no one understood what he was doing, uh, which I just like had visions of all of these people walking past my booth at the Christmas show. Like seriously, like what, what is this? You're selling a piece of fabric. You're like this stay at home mom selling a piece of fabric and telling me to put my baby in it. Like so weird, whatever. Like and crazy lady of Jersey, yeah, totally yeah. crazy rap lady. And anyway, he said nobody understood it. He said not even my parents. 
He said, but I, and I realized one thing. He's like, if you don't bet on you, nobody else will. And, um, and so even though not everyone understood the concept of Pinterest, like he's like, it's like this board, it's like a collage, but not, you know, like, which is a much more, um, out there idea than a wrap. But anyway, he said once, you know, because I believed in it so much and I like he had his own back in it that it made it easier for other people to jump on board. And so that really struck me that I still wasn't totally betting on myself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just for whatever reason, I mean, that like, absolutely put some fire under me. And I I remember making a blog post, like I wrote that huge on a piece of paper, like I'm betting on me this year. And I took a picture, put it on the blog. Like I'm just like announcing this, like I have always been such a good supporter of other people and friends and family and, you know, supported my husband through school. And like, I've bet on everybody else. And it's time for me to bet on myself too, that I can do things. And so that, um, I feel like in some ways that was the real, real beginning there. The real turning and point. I found- oh, I love that. I love that L I'm betting on me this year, you know, I mean, just really doubling down and whatever that looks like for your business. But yeah, just, um, you know, to quit the the negative self-talk or the doubts or the fears or, you know, playing small because it's safer, but just decide to really do it. Yeah. Cause it really is just a choice. It's just like, it's not, okay. Once I find enough evidence, then I'll be confident. Once I find it, no, you just actually decide. And when that fear comes up, you decide it again and again and again. So yep, I'm feeling some fear and I'm still betting on me. I'm still, I'm still just moving forward, you know? Oh, exactly. Oh, I hope everyone's really listening to that and (laughs) copying that down. And oh, we are going to make a pretty printable out of that. You better believe it. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) speaking of Pinterest and all the all the things. um, No, but that's that's such an incredible point and perspective to have on that. So um, so you were ready to bet on yourself. You're ready to change. Um, How did you how long before you got your husband on board? Because I know he had some other plans. He was maybe going to do law school, of course, because, you know, being a lawyer is just the absolute best. Um, But he decided not to. And he helped some startups for a while. And then he came on over over to Sully. Yeah, exactly. And he he had finished. I mean, this was like Sully was like the undergraduate plan, right? Like, okay, you're going to go to school. This is this, I, maybe I can make this last through graduate school and make enough money to like help subsidize, um, our living. So we're not just totally living on student loans. Right. So anyway, as that plan changed and just everything just kept changing and changing, he's like, now I want to do an MBA and then I'm going to work with these startups. And I was like, Hey, I've got a startup here. Hey, you want to work on hey, startups? I, I know, one. I know a real cute start an entrepreneur that I'm pretty sure you have an in with. So <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, this one's make money, which is more than you can say for all the other ones that you're working on with other friends and stuff. And so, but he really, I mean, in his defense, he was like, he's like, I don't, I don't want all of the pressure to go on you because in the end, this is your business. And so it's like, I can, it'll always be a supportive role for me, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is true and has been true. But I think as I really just, so we kept talking over the next year because it's about how long it took. And um, I was like, look, I, I, I mean, I'm doing this. Clearly I'm doing it either way. 
So there's, there's some pressure here, no matter what I can, I'm, I'm just going to have to learn to handle it. Right. And, um, and so, and as I can just do something for a few years and then we can look and see, you know, if you want to start something else. And so once he did, it was so awesome. It just freed me up so much that, uh, as hard as it was for us to establish these new roles at the same time, it really did free us, um, free me up to grow the business a lot more. I mean, I was still shipping everything. We were like two, two years in or so yeah. more. Which is and, crazy. Um, yeah. Which is just stupid. Yeah. So anyway, you got to hire help, but it's hard to know at what, what point to do that. And mm-hmm. so it's really nice to, it felt so safe to have him helping me. And, and really just to see the exponential growth of the business once just even having one more person in it is pretty awesome. Yeah. Just to see, you know, the new opportunities or new, you know, just having that time to, for you to really be more of the CEO and the visionary and not just the person who's the taskmaster in the business. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I know you've talked a little bit about that, what worked, um, some of the best practices that worked for you guys is kind of setting up roles in the business. And, um, I think you even talked about that you even used someone like a consultant or something to kind of help in that process. Can you tell us a little bit more about yeah. that? Yeah. I didn't even quite realize that that's what we were doing when we um, worked with these consultants in New York. Um, but uh, well, originally we we're like, okay, let's just like set some very distinct spheres. This is your sphere. This is my sphere. And let's be really clear about where they intersect and try to not have too much intersection. Right. <laughs> and, um, and that really works so well for us because our intersection is coming together and talking strategy. Mm-hmm. Like that's, we love big picture talk, but I seriously will like lose my mind if I had talked to him about like shipping issues or something every day, I just yeah. couldn't handle it. So, or anything logistical. Um, but, um, Anyway, so then a few years later, though, we were just actually looking at like, oh, I feel like we need some other people to weigh in just on the direction that we take the business. And so we met with these consultants in New York, and they were fabulous in helping us really understand what um, what we each did in the day-to-day, and then what we should delegate, what we should keep, what we should hire someone for, what we should just let go of altogether. So really just defining those roles a little more. And I don't Looking back, I'm like, I don't know if we really needed consultants to do that. They help us with other things too. Right. But um, but it was nice for us to get that definition there. But I would say even more than that, my um, my husband's childhood best friend, he does Myers-Briggs um, consultant. Yes. He's a Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. consultant. Love Myers-Briggs. And, I love that stuff. Oh my gosh. Like he came in and did it for our whole team. And I feel like that was the number one best thing that we've ever done in our company in terms of like human resources, defining roles, like just in terms of structuring our organization, it was just, it was life-changing. It really, really, his name is Mark McDonald. Okay. We'll link <laughs> but, him in um, the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll send you a link because really being able to, um, to really understand my personal strengths and weaknesses and my husband's and our employees so that not to say like, oh, they can't do this or like to pigeonhole anybody, right. but to really just understand like, this is where this person is just going to be happiest. And this is like, in the things of my husband, like he's just he's always going to need to have an assistant. Like that's just bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> he's not into the details. And so just like, just like cut the drama, get an assistant and don't, don't worry about it. Like he 
don't try to change him and make him into something that right, he's like, not. What's his zone of genius? You know, how can we harness exactly, what he's really good at instead of fighting against? Yeah. So 100%. Yeah. And that's, I, I really felt like that test for us, um, was just so huge and we've done a few other ones too i like that kind of stuff i think it's fun. I, I like that but, stuff um, but i think that's fascinating so far. what are you on myers-briggs do you remember what you are oh yeah enfj you're enfj okay i'm close i'm an entj so e- oh yeah that's yeah, like so. yeah that's a different that's like the one letter difference between me yes. being a lawyer and not yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm not <laughs> Just, just Lawyer right there instead of right rap, there. rap lady, you know? Yeah, where maybe if I would have pursued more of my, my, my doulaing, um, <laughs> if I'd gone down my, my childbirth tunnel that I was really into mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, or law school, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> oh, man, I think it's powerful stuff, though. I love no, it. I do think it is. And I think it's, yeah, really smart in terms of just asking those really um, good probing questions about are people – doing what they're good at, where they're going to find fulfillment. Are we harnessing people's strengths? Are we um, trying to match up for people's weaknesses and where they're maybe not? And again, like you said, not to pigeonhole because like we all believe mm-hmm. we're human beings, complex that can grow and change. And it's not like, mm, I'm not capable of handling this. Well, no, I don't, I don't really believe that. But, um, but there are also tendencies and there are zones and there are things that are going to be an easier fight than others. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, this person, like I would, I would be asking this person to become a different person for them to be happy in this other role. You know, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just brought a lot of clarity for us. Yeah. And from the leader. Yeah, for sure. So after, you know, um, I guess who was your first hire after yourself? Was, was Jared the first one who came on or did you have other help besides that start to help with like fulfillment or what was kind of your arc in terms of growing your business and getting help? Jared was number one and then Courtney, um, she was my number two and she, I hired her right as I had my third baby. Mm-hmm. She is still with us doing all of our customer service. She was like, just she yeah. Talk about fairy godmothers. Like she just came in and really, she just was able to wear any hat that I threw her and, um, was just all hands on. And I think those first hires, you've really got to have people who don't get, don't get someone who's like a specialist in a certain area, you know, Mm -hmm. don't get the expert, get the, get the like hustler that can do a lot of different things. That's kind of a Jack, you know, of all trades who knows how to, you know, who knows how to use, you know, YouTube videos for sure. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Now that that's really (laughs) smart advice. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can figure that out. And they go hide in their office. And they're like, I have no idea what that is. But oh, well, well, okay, guess I'm gonna learn now. Like That's who you want. Yeah, favorite kind of person. Yes. So good. And later, you're gonna you're gonna want experts, you know, in different areas, but not then. (laughs) <laughs> not then. No, that's not what you need then. So, um, well, and I wanted to talk about, you know, as I mentioned that you are a product-based business, but, um, you know, you've gotten awards and you've been able to reach out and I feel like build such an amazing community of people online who love your brand, who are obsessed with it, who participate in your Halloween contests and your travel contests and whatnot. Um, you know, how did you approach building such a strong brand identity, um, with a product. And, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about that process and especially how it unfolds now that you have other people on your team, um, who, you know, have to be, you know, uh, executing the same vision as you imagine. 
Oh man, such a nice question. Um, I, I've always, so I studied English literature and uh, communications, but mostly journalism. Um, that was my emphasis in the communications field. And so storytelling was like, it's like, what else is there? Everything tells a story. Mm-hmm. So for me, the brand is just always tapping into what story we're telling and um, being intentional about that. And I think that that is always what builds community, sharing stories, being vulnerable. And brands brands can be vulnerable, even with teams and looking at a collective body um, can still have that. So even as we've grown, I think that we've been able to keep that because we've really, um, I really tried to identify what the brand was and is and will continue to be the brand values and what we do for moms that we offer and and just really communicating that message, that story over and over. And I think my favorite part about Sally Baby right now is that it started out where I was telling my story and that was fun. I didn't even really, I didn't, I, I meant it to be, I meant to tell that story, but then at some point I was like, I don't really want to, I don't really want to keep telling my story. This, I, I don't know if I was just bored with it or, or what, but um, it's like, it's just so much more interesting to tell my cu- the customer story, you know, okay. and, um, and that, that is what we do. And we just tell the stories of mothers and I just, I'm in love with it. I just think yeah. it's so powerful and we need more and more of that. So I think that that um, is also, you know, a model that works really well with a team of employees too, of, yeah. of sharing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that aligns so much. I love the, um, you know, the, uh, the story brand, you know, expert, um, what's his name? I forget who's got the, you know, the book and who consults on that. Uh, yeah. Um, yes. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, he is- always talks about that, you know, you, a lot of people make the mistake that they get like the storytelling piece, but then they, um, insert themselves as the hero the in your hero. story. And then he's like, yeah. no, you are not the hero. Your customer is the hero. You are the guy, you are the Yoda. You are not Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That resonated so much for me. It was really validating too, because as I pulled my like face out of the brand a few years ago, because it, it really was, it was my personal Instagram before it was yeah. Dolly Babies. It was Instagram was just becoming a thing, whatever. So it just was inherently my story. It was my Instagram. And, and when I started to pull back from that, everyone was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. This is insane. Why would you do that? This is like, you're an influencer in a brand. Why would you do that? And one, I didn't want to be an influencer in a brand, but yeah. also I was like, I just, I don't think that I need to be. I don't think, I think we're telling that it's not me. It's this, it's what resonates in my story. It's about them still, even if they're hearing yeah. it in my story. And so let's just stop pretending like it's about me. And let's make it about them, you know, there are obviously parts of you and people still, you know, they still need to see your face and have that touch and it's there, but yeah, you can't be, um, yeah, yeah. You you have to be a little careful there about conflating it. The two that like, I am my brand and my brand is me and you know, it all has to be the same or else you're not giving yourself enough wiggle room. Um, yeah, to step back and have some space and to have help. So be a human and totally. Yeah, to totally. be a human with human needs and like, hey, this human <laughs> wants to go on vacation, but like we still need to sell some wraps. So how about that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Influencers, they deserve every dollar, man. Yeah, that is it is a hard gig. People who are like, mm, I want to, you know, go and 
pick up some food and get paid as a food blogger. And I'm like, you, yeah, just, just you wait, Henry Higgins. Like it is, um, there is, there is a lot of work that you're seeing behind. You <laughs> they know? Only do. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not just every person with the ring light who can do, you know, uh, who could do a tutorial. Okay. <laughs> exactly. We can make it work. So, um, and well, awesome. And then, um, kind of the last thing that I wanted to talk about is something that's especially, I think, relevant in what you do, because as you mentioned, there were other wraps and baby wearing stuff in your space. And I'm sure now you've seen stuff and now that you've been around for a few years that have come after you. Um, how do you deal with copycats, with inspiration and copying and, you know, um, just being in the mindset of that space? Because um, I think that's that's a big block for a lot of people um, uh, is just being either worried about that, worried that they're going to rip other people off or worried that they're going to get ripped off by people. And how, how are they going to overcome that? Yeah, um, for sure. That's been an issue for me at different points in, in uh, running Solid Baby. But I, I'll just tell you where I am now with it. I just think it is the biggest waste of time, the biggest calorie burner, like brand story guy says, and, um, and the biggest energy suck. Like I, I just can't, it really can affect your frame of mind so much and kill any inspiration that could come. Mm-hmm. And every time that I've had a fear of like, you know, this big corporate company that's like doing exactly what we're doing and clearly ripping us off or whatever, or little companies, whatever. And I just think, Oh my gosh, you know, there've been a few times where I'm like, this is the end. <laughs> they honestly just felt so like, like deeply afraid. And you see these companies that have hundreds of millions of dollars at their disposal. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, that's it. And then I wait for it and I wait for it and it never happens ever. And I just think anytime that that those feelings come up for me, I'm like, recognize that it's there and then put your head down and get to work. Like I I love the Shauna Nyquist quote where she says to use jealousy as like, or envy kind of just like a trigger for you of like, what do they what are they doing that I want to be doing or that I should be doing or that I think they're doing better or whatever, like, and use that again, like look at it practically and logically and say, well, do we need to like focus on this more? And are we weak in this area? Should we strengthen this area? And if you are, then, okay, let's take that as really good information and move forward. But the think that it's really easy especially on Instagram to really um feel like it's such a small world but mm-hmm. it is it's just a growing growing world and babies yeah. are born every day there's there's a <laughs> lot people. there's a lot of there's a lot of the big market out there guys you know and having that abundant mentality versus fear is yeah can go a huge a long way oh it's everything and it really can just kill any inspiration. I've had that happen to me, you know, several, many times over the years. And every time I'm like, dang it, it happened again. I don't, I, cause I know there's, it's just not, it's not useful in any way. I feel like I've come a long, a long way with that. Not that I ever like acted vengefully or did anything. I didn't do anything except cry a few times. <laughs> like, you're like, get upset or yeah, whatever. But, um, but now being able to work through that and process it faster when it comes up because it's just so normal, you know, to have mm-hmm. that. Um, it's 
but to have it, to not have it hold me back from creating more and pushing more and um, doing what I want to do um, is, is really freeing. That's awesome. No, I, I really love that. I think that that's, that's perfect advice, you know, and I love that you mean, as you talked about you, you guys did stuff to protect your brand so that it would, it would be set up for success. Um, but then you didn't, you know, worry about stuff so much and you were looking forward and moving forward. And that was, you know, way more important than what people are doing in your dust. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I totally agree. That also reminds me though, of, um, we did have, we'll, we'll get sometimes copycat brands on, um, like out of Asia or different areas that yes. they'll, they'll pop up on Amazon and they were using our photos, like a photo of me oh my and gosh. my baby and my husband and our baby. Shameless. <laughs> I have to say it was like hilarious, except that they really were selling a lot of product based on our photos. <laughs> yeah. And that, that so, guys, we can, we can we stop, you know, something. that you can stop. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a few, a few things like that. We had an infringement of our, of our website from a competitor that like bought a similar website and that was illegal. And they were trying to fish and stuff. Yeah. 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 Terrible. Things yeah. like that. So they're they're when it's crossing the line, like it, but even then though, it's like, don't give in to the drama of it. I've used that a lot in this call. Sorry. No, but no, I think um, that's, that's, that's really smart is to, um, really is to true. see it's it. So I th- there's such a tendency to ruminate. In it. Yeah. And it could just, it can um, just drag yeah, you just, down. Yeah. And it, it's just not worth it. Right. And, but if there, if there's legal action to take in it and, and it's worth taking, you know, like, no, this is actually like deceitful to, customers and they're not buying this product that they think they're going to buy. And they're using our imagery that also this whole creative team has worked or our whole packaging design that our designer has worked on, you know, it's like, then take those steps. Um, to, but but even then. Yeah. Sorry. You're just cutting out just so, yeah, you can protect your customers. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Exactly. Yeah. And it's totally worth it. No. Um, well, that's awesome. Well, okay. Just to, to wrap up, I have, um, a couple rapid fire questions that, um, I wanted to say for you. Okay. Um, so what's, uh, you know, when someone comes to you and is like, Hey, I'm building a business. What's a business book you recommend? What's your favorite go-to? Um, lean brand, lean brand. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Um, what's a product under 50 bucks. That's been a game changer for you. Ooh. Um, well, I'm really into sweatpants right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A girl in my own heart. And yes. Costco has this feeless wetsuit. I'm not kidding. And my friend got it for me in two colors because I love it. Two colors. I think, that's, it's under, I think it's under 50 bucks. The Costco. That's true love. There you go. Costco, guys. <laughs> that's where all the fancy brand, you know, baby influencer lifestyle brands, that's where they all get their, their clothes. So that's how you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, favorite drink. Yeah, I'm an influencer. Yeah, there it is. Favorite drink. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I'm so boring right now because I stopped drinking soda. Um, Oh, yeah, water. Oh, that's so lame, but it really is. It's all I'm drinking right now. No, you know, water is water is good for you. So yeah, I know. I'm 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 on a no sugar thing for a couple weeks too, and so yeah, it's been water for me too. But it's tough. I miss you, sugar. I'll be back. I'll be back around. But (laughs) miss you, Diet Coke. Yeah, uh, you're, yeah. So that's yeah, that's your when when you're on it's Diet Coke. That's that's the mistress. Yeah, it is. Yes. It is. <laughs> um, and then, what do you like listening to? Podcast or audiobook? Oh, 
um, oh, you know what I'm listening to right now is um, Becoming by Michelle Obama. That's oh, been okay. really interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm like halfway through and it's been super interesting. Super interesting. But okay. I, I love I'm all kinds of podcasts. Yeah. I love Life Coach School. Love Life Coach School. Okay. Happy. And tell us, tell us about your, your involvement with Life Coach School. Well, I am a life coach. Yes. And I will finish my certification. It's funny because it's an unregulated industry. So like anybody could say that, but my certification right. is done through the life coach school. Um, that'll be, I'll be an actual certified through the life coach school in March and, um, end of March. I've loved it. I just really wanted the tools for myself. I got obsessed with Jody Moore's podcast, Better Than Happy. And then I joined love, the program. I love Jody. I love Brooke Castillo. So I think they're both fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So then I got into Brooke Castillo, who founded the Life Coach School. And I was like, you know what? I just want these tools for myself. They've been so life changing. I just want them really ingrained in me. And so, um, and so I wanted to go through the process. And then also, I really like it because I have. I do have a lot of women specifically come to me and want advice for building a business or just like life in general. And I really, really like having tools that I know will make an impact. And, um, and so then I just started coaching and I'm like, who knows where it'll go. I'm really enjoying it though. No, that's awesome. Okay. Well, that was my last question. What's a hobby that you're digging right now? And I mean, I'd say life coaching is, is more than a hobby um, because, you know, it can be like a serious endeavor and there's people making serious money and helping a lot of people. Um, but that's amazing. Is there anything else that you are, that you're digging this year or that you're trying to get into this year? Um, I am, no, really like if I have extra time, I am listening to stuff on yeah like self-help coaching that kind of thing I love it that's your jam so well that's awesome well you can tell because you're such a informed intentional grounded person and I think that comes out and and your in your work and how you mother um and your beautiful thoughts on there um so tell people where they can find you I'm sure you know if if they're smart then they're already following you online um obviously following your brand but also just following you because I think you you're such an amazing writer you can tell that you have some training and background there because I love the thoughts that you share about motherhood I, I just think they're they're really beautiful oh that's so kind of you um i yeah my personal instagram is at l rolly so it's just e-l-l-e-r-o-w-l-e-y so you can find me there i think that's the only place you can find me besides solid baby rap besides solid baby but um yeah you this is you ask really good questions thank you this is so fun i appreciate you you having me on of course. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Elle. Um, and I know, yeah, people are going to love uh, listening to this and connecting with you and, you know, following as you're, you know, developing all your gifts and helping more people and um, helping them wear their babies, build their businesses and <laughs> be better mamas and all the stuff in between. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you. Isn't Elle just incredible? I mean, if you haven't had the pleasure of um, following her brand or, you know, whether you're a parent or not and are familiar with her work and her um, her beautiful products and whatnot in your life, she is just this incredible human being and I love her energy and her spirit. And so this is a follow-up to this episode. Um, I got the chance to hear from her um, uh, during Alt Summit. She kind of gave a, gave a workshop, uh, workshop style class um, that was a little bit like smaller, but still 
a huge hit and just kind of work through um, some of just the myths that bog us down, especially as you're trying to balance things um, with being a parent and being an entrepreneur and what that looks like, especially when, you know, boundaries in your work schedule and things um, get messy and you're trying to balance and truly, you know, be introspective about what you want to do and what you want to accomplish and what your ideal day looks like and what value you're bringing to um, the work that you're doing and how that's serving other people. And um, just really digging into all these issues. I think Elle's got a tremendous wisdom and insight there. So um, if you're not following her, please do. Um, and, you know, she even shared with us some some of her writing and some of her thoughts and kind of list um, that she says is kind of the beginning of a book that she's working on. And so my hope here is that if we keep bugging her enough on it, that she she's going to get that book out, you know, like where when are you going to lay that magnum on us? Okay. Um, sorry for the, you know, flagrant Zoolander reference, but um, it is me guys. And, and you you know what I like. So, um, so that's that for this episode. Um, if you are new new here, or if you're not, but if you have not taken advantage and gotten um, any of my free resources that I'm offering to help you build and figure out the back end, the business end of your creative empire, um, entrepreneurship endeavor, whatever that looks like, um, please let me help you. Okay. <laughs> Let's let me give you some stuff for free that will get you going. That will give you some help and direction and save you from the Google legal doom might nightmare that you might've um, found yourself in. If you're trying to figure out how you get your business legit. Okay. The first tool I want to offer a resource is my legal checklist. Okay. This is my one page, really great power handout that walks you through. These are the major decisions and task lists of things that you need to do um, to start working through and getting legit. Okay. And it goes by section by section. These are the most common things. This is when I consult with clients on the phone. This is what we work through. Okay. Is this checklist and I'm giving it to you for free, not charging you any of those scary lawyer fees for it. Okay. And you can get this at brittanyrattel.com slash forward slash checklist. Okay. Um, I'll have links to it the show notes. Um, the next thing is that I also have a freebie um, upgrade that goes with this episode, okay, that will give, um, that will list some of the favorite quotes and some of the takeaways that I'll give, especially some of the resources she had about um, working out roles in between your spouse and some ways you can help your organization. And um, she gave such so many great tips in this episode that I want to make sure that you have all of that. So if you are listening on the go, which I know um, we're all want to do because we're busy, busy people, um, I myself am a frequent podcast junkier, you know, while I'm outside watching my kids, um, you know, nip old people's ankles in our cul-de-sac. That's one of their favorite pastimes, obviously. <laughs> and so I'm, I can't take notes then. Um, so I love when people provide, um, good and useful handouts for their episodes. Um, and this is one of those times that I'm going to have that. So that's going to be available at Brittany slash 44. Okay. My episode handouts always correspond, um, and are on my episode pages. So if you ever back and looking at one of the episodes, sometimes I forget to mention them in the episode and you're like, hmm, I wonder if there's a freebie they came with this. Check the show notes and or check on the show note page, okay, which will always be brittanyrattel.com forward slash in the episode number, okay? Otherwise, thanks so much, guys, for being here and for listening and tuning in um, and taking time out of your busy day. I know you guys have got empires to build and my makers and my artists and my creatives, you've got stuff to create for clients, for yourself, for your process, um, for maybe your own hobby and personal development. Maybe you're still in just the creative stages and you're enjoying this work and trying to decide if you want to turn this into a business, into some way that um, you can support yourself and your family. Um, or maybe you're 
you're gung-ho in one of these areas or you're, uh, you run an e-commerce shop or you're a graphic designer or you're a florist or you bake cakes or you sell stock photography or, you know, one of many of the other hundreds of other cool and creative ways that you found to um, turn your talent and your skill into, uh, into money and into a way to support yourself and to share and enrich the world and make this a more beautiful, vibrant place. We're so grateful for you. And I'm really grateful to have you here and being part of my community. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and that you're, um, you know, interacting and stuff with my posts. I know sometimes I post a lot of texts because I'm trying to give you guys free tips. And sometimes, you know, Instagram is not a huge fan of that because they think that I'm posting boring stuff. How dare they think <laughs> that legal tips are boring. Um, so make sure you guys are, are following and, you know, commenting and especially on podcast episodes. If you, if there's stuff that you liked, I want to hear about it. If you have more questions and you want more follow-up about what I'm talking about, I want to hear about it. If there's other people in that you know of, other entrepreneurs um, that you would love to see, and hear their business story and ask and hear me ask some questions and get a little bit behind the curtain. I want to hear about it, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to get them guys. I will chase them down. Okay. Um, so make sure you're interacting and sharing and hanging with me on Instagram. You know, that's my jam. And, um, I'm like, Ariel, I want to be where my people are and my people are on the gram. Okay. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you next week. And if you have not subscribed or left a rating, Let's go ahead and do that, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm finished with all my homework, um, especially since school is almost out for summer, and uh, it's time for all of us to forget and, and throw away all those uh, all, all those to dos, right? And just party uh, at the lake and on the water all summer, right? I mean, that's that's certainly going to pay our bills. So, <laughs> just kidding. So, um, so thoughts and prayers to you, depending on what edge of the spectrum you are about how excited you are for summertime, whether that's party time in the USA, Miley Cyrus style, or whether you feel like like the uh, Jaws theme, dun 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 is about to rear its ugly head on you. So um, either way, uh, sending you all good vibes. Let's take a deep breath and remember um, what's important to us and that, uh, you know, we are nuanced, beautiful human beings and that we can, we can handle it, okay? We can figure this stuff out. So thanks for being here and remember that you are a real business owner, so you should own your business in every sense of the word. <laughs>